Good day, and welcome to Sea to Ski with Sarah and T, putting the P in professionally managed vacation rentals. This is the Vacation Rental Management Professionals Podcast, coming to you from the Outer Banks of North Carolina and from the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. I'm Sarah Bradford from Winter Park and Steamboat Springs. And I'm Tim Cafferty from the Outer Banks of North Carolina and Sandbridge, Virginia. Together, we bring you the first podcast focused solely on professionally managed vacation rentals across the nation, or as we like to call it, Sea to Ski with Sarah and T. In the next 30 minutes, we hope you'll join us on our journey as we dive into issues affecting folks like us, the professional vacation rental manager, allowing you to run your business more effectively, make more money, And most importantly, have fun doing it. We are back and better than ever. And Sarah, I've said that several times, but this time I mean it. We have a fabulous show for folks out there because we have a brand new format. Explain to the folks if you would. Well, we thought it was time to change it up. So instead of just hearing from Tim and I... Maybe you still like that, but we're getting bored with ourselves. So we wanted to talk to some other vacation rental owners. So for the next few episodes, we'll see how long this goes. We've reached out to a couple of our friends around the country. And today we're starting with Book My Vacay in Scottsdale, mostly in Scottsdale, Arizona. At least that's where they started. And then they'll talk about how they've branched out. Elizabeth and Mike, the owners of Book My Vacay, have joined us today, and we're going to just be asking a couple key questions about their business so we all can learn from them, and then we're going to be wrapping it up with a lightning round that they don't even know what we're going to ask. So (laughs) introduce yourselves, if you would, guys. So my name is Michael Padanko. I'm one of the co-founders of Book My Vacay. We've been around this company for five years. I've been in the industry since the founding of the company, Elizabeth, who brought me into this industry, and I'll let her introduce herself and talk about the company. I'm Elizabeth Shapiro. I'm also one of the co-founders of Book My Vacay. I actually started working out for a local competitor years ago. Michael and I have been close friends since college. He kind of overheard about what I was doing and doubled the inventory within that company within just over a year of being there, and I became very passionate about the industry. He ended up purchasing a condo. I still remember we walked through it together and I helped him with the design and furnishings to make it the perfect vacation rental. He was blown away at how well the property did. That was kind of the day we decided we're going to start a company and it's been, we just celebrated our five-year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and the anniversary is not marriage. They are not married. They are not <laughs> together <laughs> that way. Although her husband was my best man at my wedding, so we're kind of like a little family. <laughs> That's awesome. And then tell us quickly about how many properties you manage, the type of properties, and where they are. Sure. So we currently manage about 145 properties. The majority of our properties are in Scottsdale. However, we've kind of branched out and started other remote markets in Tucson, Flagstaff, Payson, Prescott, and we're kind of scattered all over the greater Phoenix area. So Tempe, Chandler, Cape Creek, North Scottsdale, Phoenix, So we're kind of all over the place. The majority of our properties are single family. We require them to have a private pool. And then we have a small inventory of one to two bedroom condos that we manage as well. And the way I met Elizabeth and Mike is I, we needed to escape Steamboat in the spring last year. And I said, can I come? I met her. I met Elizabeth at a conference, VRMA. And I said, can I come down there and stay by a pool? And so I stayed at a big house they had, and then they came and met with me one day, and we went through 
a lot of stuff, good, bad, and the ugly. And you guys were amazing to accept all my criticism and my praise, which is what we always encourage another vacation rental company to do for each other. You can learn so much, right? We, we learned a lot from each other. I think you were the, one of the first ones to call us out on, on a lot of the bad things we were doing. <laughs> We've made a lot of changes since then. <laughs> Tim, are you surprised? That you called somebody out? Not in the <laughs> least. I have a question for you two guys, though. It sounds like a logistical nightmare. It's, you must have a huge square mile radius that you cover. Tell us about how you get people and how you solve the dilemma of logistics. Well, that was definitely an issue growing. I mean, we started out with one property, and it was just Elizabeth and I in a little executive suite. And we, I remember hiring our first employee, and we never really thought logistics was going to be such a nightmare, being that this city is so spread out. Obviously, it is, because there's several things that go into a, a single-family home here in the Valley. You have different trash pickup days. You're spread out. You've got gated communities and, and things like that. So now we have about four or five guys that each morning they get a schedule of which properties they're driving and inspecting. We figure a typical inspection takes anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half. Then we also factor in the half an hour drive to get to the property. So yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been quite the challenge to, uh, to get those people on board. I mean, we had to buy all of our own vehicles just because when we were hiring people and telling them, Hey, we'll reimburse you for gas. Well, we started to learn that we're, these cars are getting, 800 miles a week put on them. Now that we've grown it, that number has gone down significantly because we're able to focus guys in certain areas. But the challenge was when we were just starting and having one person hitting all the checkouts or check-ins because their cars were getting clobbered with just the amount of miles (laughs) to get to to all these properties. And then how do you handle if one guy in that area is 30 minutes away from a maintenance call, like a guest says, you have to come now. There's a really big problem with the pool. What do you do? Well, pool specifically, we have a really trusted preferred vendor that we use that they probably keep about half of our contracts for our single family homes. So they charge our owners an emergency call fee, but they will get out and treat the pools because we grew their portfolio significantly. So they've grown accustomed to the nature of our business. But when the guys get a call in the middle of the night and say one of my guys lives what we refer to as the West Valley here and the calls in the East Valley, he's got to get up and he's got to drive that hour or whatever it could be, a half hour to an hour to get out there. I mean, there's no other way to, to, there's just no other way to solve it, unfortunately. Impressive. And then tell us to the next part of that, you've evolved your staffing with getting the five guys and they're going places. What else have you done with staffing since you've grown from one condo, right? <laughs> 147. Yeah. So since you were last out here, Sarah, we, we have hired two additional inspectors and three maintenance technicians. So we now have a total of eight maintenance technicians and inspectors out in the field at all times. We've also hired a guest experience manager And her role has helped significantly. Just one example of that is anytime we get a a review that's four stars or less, or I'm sorry, three stars or less, we consider a problem child property. And she's going through them and inspecting them thoroughly, going through the inventory sheet and making sure that there aren't any items that need to be replenished. As we all know, throughout the year, items go missing and things need to be replaced. So we've seen a, a major difference in that alone, just making sure that we're going through these properties on a regular basis, especially when there's an issue. 
And then another position that we've hired for is owner relations. So that person is responsible for helping owners navigate through the owner's portal, blocking updates for the owner, helping them with any questions on their statements. That's also been a huge help. So we have probably doubled our staff in the last year and a half. I think we've actually almost tripled it, judging by the numbers. Well, I have a question to dovetail into that. Let me just say, as I'm thinking here and listening to this, of course, we're C to Ski with Sarah and T. I'm thinking we may need to change this broadcast to C to Ski to Desert with Sarah, <laughs> T, Mike, and E. Okay, so Sounds good. It works for me talking about the need for staff, and I'm wondering if you've been able to leverage technology into helping you in that area. Can you save on staff with technology? How how have you determined, in other words, to tie it to the uh, staffing thing again, when did you need another person, and how did you survive until you got those people? Well, one of the things that technology has definitely helped us with uh, pertaining to staff was with our software, when we first started out, it was just stagnant or flat rates, which I'm sure there's still plenty of property managers that still have flat rates that they're going in there and updating themselves. So the thought or the need of, hey, well, we need to hire a person that's going to be watching over the revenue management. Well, because of a dynamic pricing software, I don't know if uh, you guys have heard, I'm sure you have, like beyond pricing, where you're able to plug in all the properties and it looks at comparables within the market, we've been able to eliminate hiring that person because that software takes care of that need. But one of the things that we're currently working on is because of how spread out we're getting just within the valley, we want to do a reward system for our cleaners because we're going to slowly shift the responsibility of our inspections to our cleaners and have our inspectors do more of the handyman stuff because we got plenty of work for them. So we want to shift the, the responsibility to the cleaners and then the guests, when they check in, they're going to get a, a checklist or a questionnaire asking them how clean the property was. And if that cleaner constantly gets good ratings, we're going to give that cleaner more cleanings. So we think that's going to ensure cleaner and better check-ins for, for our guests. And we've already have everything within our software ready to go. It's just a matter of transitioning to this new way of utilizing technology to help us find out which cleaners are the best. And so how else are you putting technology to work for you? I mean, we utilize for in, within our software, I think, everything. The owner's portal, maintenance portal, it's just... A, all-encompassing. Elizabeth, do you have anything to add to that? We also utilize all of the maintenance inspections, housekeeping inspections within Streamline, which has been very helpful. We've added several questions. They have to go through a very thorough inspection after every single checkout, and we've also seen huge improvement on our guest reviews since we started doing that and since we've implemented those inspections. Yeah, and I think you mean by that their app, so everybody has their own. Yes. Are you doing that all on the phone so they don't have to write anything down? I forgot about how advanced you guys are in revenue management. That has been incredibly successful for you, and you've seen more revenue. You've truly seen the benefit of raising prices when there's a lot of occupancy. Is that true? Oh, 100%. They've had incredible success, Tim, with that. To that, and I don't know how much this is just us old people making this up, but you guys really are on the millennial side more than Tim and me. And I was saying earlier that when I met Elizabeth, she had her iPad out. And she just, <laughs> she was so techy looking, like the, the person that never takes a note on a piece of paper. So what do you guys think in terms of owners becoming, you know, millennials eventually becoming owners or the younger crowd b- becoming guests that we're targeting? What are you seeing that maybe Tim and I are missing on that crowd? What are they looking for? 
I think what the new crowd is going to really be looking for is obviously everything to be tech friendly, everything to be fully bookable, and home automation. We are slowly but surely move, moving all of our homes to be fully automated. We're, we took out our old keypads, and now they're the Point Central keypads. They're also with the locks, and eventually want to get all of our pool heaters to be accessed remotely. I think that the new millennial traveler just wants it to be very lock and leave. I can check in whenever I want, and then I can leave wherever I want. I don't, I don't really care to see anyone. I don't, I don't need a front desk, per se. As long as I can figure it out from my iPhone, I'm good. That's how I feel. We yeah. also implemented a guest app. So for the millennials, it seems that they like to just log in, have all of, access to all the information within the guest app. They can even check out within the guest app. So that's kind of what we're seeing. I would imagine you're also seeing pressure from these national firms. It's kind of the new normal in the vacation rental business. And you really haven't known a time where these firms haven't been a competitive source. I'm wondering how you're approaching that, and indeed if you are getting pressure from these mega national firms. Well, to be quite frank, I mean, obviously the threat exists. We've seen it. We became fully legal in Arizona as a short-term rental market as of last January 1st of last year. There was a bill, SB 1350. So the national firms obviously like our market because they don't have a risk of investment here. That said, you you and I both know it takes years to build up a healthy inventory that is sustainable and going to stay around. And these guys have a lot of funding and they're trying to grow big fast. So they can't quite provide the service that actual property management companies with boots on the ground can. I just I don't see them being able to do it. We've had people leave to a couple of these nationals, and within three months, they're right back because, yeah, okay, so you have a lower rate. That's awesome, but are you actually going to book the property? And are you going to go take the extra, extra care and step to go walk the property because you have an owner check-in? No, because these national firms have two, three people tops per market because all they're trying to do is get to a certain unit count per market and then take their their companies public. I, I mean, they they don't really care about the home at the end of the day. And so you've actually had people leave and come back. I wouldn't say leave and come back. I would say competing for the business. And when we assume it's already ours, I guess you could call it leave and come back. But they went with the competitor instead of us. And then three months later, they, they came back to us asking us for forgiveness, if you will. Well, we have had one that switched to a, a national competitor and then they did come back to us. And then... What was the reason? Was that they wanted more hand-holding? Was it the revenue? What was the big reason how you won them back? Yeah, it was a combination of both. When she called us back, you know, after I think it was about six months of being with a national competitor, she said that her revenue had gone down significantly. She said that her property was not being maintained. She said herself that they really don't have anyone here locally to manage my property. And there were all sorts of damages and things that had not been addressed. Um, so those were the two main things that she had mentioned, that she had a lot of vacancies and a lot of damage to her property that was not being addressed. Hmm. Just basically everything a vacation rental manager does, it sounds like, huh? Right. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> well, to that effect, uh, just to kind of finish up the questions, and then we'll get to the lightning round. Since you don't, you do have more guests that want to just go straight to the property. You don't have a front desk. You're making them check in. And, but you also want to differentiate yourself against national firms and have a real brand and a more touchy-feely, your boots on the ground there, let's say in Scottsdale. What are you guys doing and how do you communicate how you're unique to a homeowner in Scottsdale that has probably the option of 10, 20 
vacation rental companies to choose from. Yeah. So we are really focused on the guest experience. We're now offering different concierge packages. For example, if they're celebrating something special, maybe a birthday, anniversary, around the holidays, we did a Christmas package where we could have a Christmas tree with decorations set up for the guest. We found that these sort of packages have have really improved the guest experience. We had a huge bachelorette group that came out and they had such a great time. We decorated the house for them. We had champagne and all sorts of things set up for them. And they all wrote a five-star review. So we're really focusing on that right now just because we know that's something that these national firms are really not able to do. They just don't have the infrastructure in place. Another thing we're doing is we're utilizing the Airbnb Plus guidelines for a lot of our new owners coming on. That requires that the properties have unique decor, furnishings, two pillows per person. It's a pretty long list of items that are required to be in the properties. And it does kind of set that property apart from all the rest of the competition. Oh, I don't even know about that. You'll have to send me a link to that and we'll post it on Facebook. Yeah, we call it a premier property. So they would not only be ranked higher in some instances, but they can demand a higher nightly rate on Airbnb at least. But we feel that any platform, you would be able to demand a higher price if your property is set up with all of those requirements. If you're just joining us, we are talking to Elizabeth and Mike of bookmyvacay.com in Scottsdale, Arizona. And... I have in my hot little hands here the top 10 rapid-fire questions we have for you. So are you ready, Sarah? I'm ready. Are you guys ready? I think so. Okay, Okay, this is our first time doing this. You're not allowed to give an answer of more than five words per answer. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) You can answer in one sentence. It could be a run-on sentence, too. All right, start the clock. The clock's been started. Okay, Mike, favorite social media outlet for your business? Instagram. Elizabeth, do you offer recycling at all properties or just regular trash? We offer recycling at all properties. Mike, toilet paper. Place it on the spindle so it spins off from the top or pull down from the bottom? (laughs) Spins off the top. Good answer. He's like, I'm a dude. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. um, I'm going to switch to Mike then. And then you go to Elizabeth. All right, Mike. Um, do you guys have a pet fee, and how much do you charge? Yes, depending on the property size, $200. Elizabeth, do you allow owners to self-clean or do partial cleans? That's a tricky one. Yes, it is. Yes and no. We don't like to offer it, but we do. Oh, you got me. Mike, inventory loss like glassware, do you pay it, or does the owner pay for it? Depending on the owner. They're too good. Okay, either one of you, home away or Airbnb? Airbnb. Airbnb. Okay. See, I told you they were millennials. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hot tub and pool care. Any of it in house or you contract it all out? Contract it all out to a preferred vendor. When it gets to 120 degrees here in August, if you don't know what you're doing around the pool, your pool will go dark, dark green and then it'll go black so i'd rather the professionals handle that (laughs) no not that far but dark green we've caught yeah i've seen a green pool okay last one for me contract cleaners or employees either one of you contract cleaners okay and last one for me do you have owner guest books in the properties like where the guests can sign them no we do not correct Okay, so you win absolutely nothing, but we appreciate your participation. 
Good good answers. All right, Sarah. So it's now time for N S H O T P B D H. Not so hot off the press, but definitely happening. And you take it this week. All right. Well, we didn't even tell our guests what this was, so we'll have to see what they think about it. But at the Western VRMA conference in Portland, they announced that they're going to change up VRMA and not have the Western and Eastern anymore. And they're going to have just the the big conference in October. And then in May, they're going to have what they call a summit, but it's for the whole country. And so the one in October will be the international VRMA conference. And then the summit in May will be not the international, I don't know, the U.S. one. And then also VRMA is going to start showing up at other conferences that are more popular in my world, like MTS, Mountain Travel Symposium, and some other conferences that are about vacation rentals, but VRMA has not had a presence there. So what do you guys think of that? It's an interesting move. I'm curious why they would consolidate it and not keep it split up and experiencing overwhelming memberships. I know that. And why would they not take the, uh, the revenue from two different conferences and just consolidate it to one? There's got to be some reasoning behind that. I think you're also going to find more synergy, like for instance, this fall, the Vacation Rental Housekeeping Professionals is combining with the RMA and making one larger conference, if you will, to maybe save the attendees some travel expenses. If you were going to go to both, you don't have to choose anymore. If you, we're only going to go one. And VRM Intel did this last year as well. They kind of partnered up with uh, VRHP as well when they did their national in Gatlinburg. So it may be driven by some of the survey responses they've gotten, but you're right. It, it would be unusual to leave money on the table. So. I like the idea because sometimes you can go in May and sometimes you can go in October. I feel awkward going to the East Coast one, but if it's just a summit, I feel welcome. So I could go to the one that works for me. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Tim, wrap it up. Typically, we'd structure our program around five takeaways or three takeaways, but we did have a nice conversation this time with our guest, Elizabeth and Mike, from Book My Vacay, who obviously are in a very different market than both Sarah and myself, and we, we learned a lot today. So Yeah, I learned that your pool can go black. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that heat will go right through those chlorine tabs in the summer. If, that's, if a pool is not washed, it'll get really bad. Well, I wish I was where you are right now. It's really cold. I just started a fire, and we are freezing here in Steamboat. So have a great summer, guys. <laughs> Oh, we're not looking forward to that. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay, so that will do it for C to Ski to Desert with Sarah, T, Mike, and E. Thanks, Mike and E. We appreciate you being on the broadcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. So long, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to C to Ski with Sarah and T, Professional Vacation Rental Managers Podcast, brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services. Together, Sarah and Tim manage more than 600 privately owned vacation rental properties, and both are regarded as experts in the vacation rental management industry. Music provided by Ben Sound. We encourage your participation on this podcast by sharing it with friends, and please feel free to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Comments or reviews on this particular podcast can be made on their website, C2Ski with SarahNT.com, where you can also subscribe to the podcast as well as provide them feedback on this episode or give them ideas for future topics. We look forward to speaking with you next time on C2Ski with Sarah and T.